0: I actually wasn't wanting to do well for myself. I wanted to be. I wanted them to be. They were always proud of me, of course. But I wanted them to be really proud of me because my mom used to get up in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, take me swimming. Um, she really was the catalyst of 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 the triathlon career.
1: Okay, Spencer, it's absolutely fantastic to have you here at the Outdoor Athlete blog. Um, you know, and um, it's 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 really great for us to be able to get someone with, with your caliber and expertise um, in 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 the outdoors life and, and you know the what what you're doing now in in your life, coaching and helping and mentoring people mm-hmm. to, to to get in the outdoors and you know, and people approaching you because of the, the life you've had is 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 fantastic. A lot of our listeners won't potentially have heard of you. Um, again, we've, you're a, you're a, you know an absolute out and out professional. When in, in in your heyday, one of the world's elite athletes in the sport of triathlon. Can you give us a small resume and just introduce yourself sure. a little bit for our for our listeners?
0: Um, I started when I was 16 years of age. So I, I actually started before that. If you looked at what I did as a, as, a, as a youngster, as a swimmer. I started from when I was very, very young until I was 15 years of age, I just swam. And then I, I, I you know, I, I want to say that I got bored of swimming, but actually my girlfriend dumped me and I didn't want to be part of the swim team anymore. So I, I, I decided, my friend said, well, you know, you seem a bit like, why don't you come and do this triathlon business? And I said, well, I'll try it, I don't know. I mean, I, I, was, I was competitive as a swimmer. Um, and I got to a, a competitive national level um and so from there from 16 it just took off really it really did just take off and um i love it i had the bug um i think swimming though gave me a lot of it it built me a big engine from a very young age mentally physically uh and then from triathlon i just kind of built on that so i was very very lucky great parents very very supportive but not gushing not overwhelming I, that they, they, they always followed my lead if I didn't want to do it they they didn't push because I, I didn't want to do it they were always very very supportive so I was very very lucky in that sense and that um, obviously shows a lot of personal drive you must have yeah um, but I, you know what here's the thing and, and I was thinking about this earlier um, I, I always really wanted and I think this actually was actually a, wasn't great at the end of my career I um I always wanted to to do well for my mum and dad. I actually wasn't wanting to do well for myself. I wanted to be. I wanted them to be. They were always proud of me, of course, but I wanted them to be really proud of me. Because my mum used to get up in the morning, yeah, five o'clock in the morning, take me swimming. Um, she really was the catalyst of 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 of, of the triathlon career. Uh, and then after I started triathlon, my dad kind of took over took over the reins, but. It was very, very important that I had um, in, my, in my career that I had very, very, very supportive parents. I was very lucky, very lucky indeed.
1: Well, looking back now, I mean, we'll get to, we'll get to where you ended up in, in, in shortly, but just on the back of what you just said then, looking back now, mm. how do your parents mm. feel uh, about your, your career? Well,
0: my my mother, uh, my father actually passed away when he was young, 52. I was still, no, I was still, I was still doing the sport. Um, and that's where I want to maybe say, I, you know, I, I did used to cross the line and look for him and look for his recognition and, and be very, very happy for him more than myself. So I think when he wasn't there anymore, I think a little part of me kind of didn't have that kind of, Passion, that drive, that kind of, and it, and then that's bad. That's poor, um, and, I, and I don't think that's a good thing. Um, but that's how I grew up. That's what I always thought. I love that. I love to see my father at the end of a of a race when I have won a big race. Um, so, but, but my mother and you know is still alive and is strong, strong as an ox, and she's always been very, very supportive of me. She's a very, very strong lady. But once again, she always is um she's never pushed me to do things that I didn't want to do uh, i I kind of took my own path and she would support me and she would give words of advice but um I was always luckily in 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 the sense that um i, I really did love what I did so it wasn't ever really a factor of hating or you know obviously there were times where I wasn't hundred percent happy when my dad passed away that was a very very tough time in my career um but I, I just felt that I was very fortunate in, in that aspect with my parents.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are really into, or, or a lot of young kids that really want to get into and motivated in a sport they're particularly good at, don't have that support behind them, don't have right. parents with a car or with money or, Ex- or, or athlete, with a care, Exactly. Really. I mean, the amount of elite exactly. athletes we could have on the planet that aren't elite athletes oh. because they didn't have that support, it's really important, isn't it?
0: It's massive. I mean, that's why I don't. I never looked at it as um it, it was a luxury. You know, it was a luxury, and 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 they they never complained. They never, you know, when I stopped swimming, they weren't like, "You've got to carry on." They said, "Well, yeah, okay." I mean, if you don't love it anymore and you don't want to do it, we're not going to force you to do something you don't want to do because that's not what we do. And they never did. They never did. And luckily, though, triathlon kind of took 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 took, took over. So I, I did have that kind of... Well, I'd argue you sort of delivered to... for them
1: and paid them back. But can I just, yeah, can, I, can I ask Spencer, yeah. did, mm. I mean, you, you've, you've just said how important to your, your, your you know, your, your father being there was to, you know, to, to, to your career. Yeah. You mm. were at Ironman level, world champion on a couple of occasions in the early 90s. Did your father get to witness one of those world titles?
0: My my I was Iron Man actually my father never got to see me do Iron Man because oh, uh, I did that later. But I did the short distance stuff, you know, yeah. the Olympic distance, what you see in the Olympics. And my father did see me win my both my world titles. Um, so which were fantastic. He saw me win European titles. So he saw me win big, big races, you know, but um, yeah. Ultimately, he wasn't that impressed with me wanting to go and do Ironman longer distance races because he, well, when he looked at it, is I was still young, I was still very, very young. And he thought, well, you've still got speed, you've still got so much, you know, to give in the short distance. But I was, you know, when you're in your mid like early 20s, no one's going to tell you. I was very arrogant um, and no one was going to tell me really what, like I said, no one was, I wanted to do Hawaii, I wanted to do Ironman, I wanted to do the longer races. And looking back now, I think that was a huge mistake. I think I started doing those longer races way too young, at 25. I think I, yeah. I, think I should have kept up with the shorter stuff. The speed went, and I never was quite an athlete short distance as was when, uh, when I turned over to do an Ironman. It just didn't have it. So um, I think he was right. He was right. I, did, I didn't listen.
1: Yeah, um, I mean that's that's
0: hindsight, isn't it? And and I'm sure. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, you know. <laughs> it is. I was I was so arrogant, though. I was so, I mean, when you're young, you're so arrogant. And yeah, you know, I've won. you know, I won world titles young. I think I I don't know if I still am. I was the youngest ever world champion to win back to back titles. And so I thought I was on top of the world, and you know nothing can. You know I can win everything. I can win, which wasn't the case when you get older. You know you don't win everything, and. Um, uh, I, I probably should have listened. Uh, but I didn't didn't. I, I did what I wanted to do and that was a mistake. That was a so joke. Tri- very- I mean, triathlon was a big
1: growing sport back then in the early nineties, but it's 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 absolutely yeah. massive now.
0: Sure. You know, how
1: does how does it differ mm. then from the early nineties to the you know to the standard of athletes that do that do the same distances as you do now? Is it is it a complete different
0: spectrum it is. or are you still quite <laughs> I, I, I think it is. I mean I think like I said, when I grew up, I grew up as a swimmer and became a triathlete, you know, and or as a triathlete, you know, you swim, bike, and run as as a sport rather than doing an individual sport. And then I'm not saying that, you know, people don't come from individual sports. Of course they do. And then they, they, they try their luck in triathlon. But I think, you, you know, you get the younger, younger generation, um, Starting out as triathletes, you yeah. know, doing swim, biking, and running—that's probably the biggest difference. And you know, the speed is 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 is, is much faster now. Um, and, and I think the depth is a lot faster now. I think the depth—you know—you had a bad race when I raced. You come top ten. Now you have a bad race. You come in the top thirty. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose in the a UK, lot of the
1: uh, the you know the the Brownlee brothers are, are what really started to inspire a lot of youngsters these days. And Olympics. they're probably, like you said, straight. know they they started out doing triathlon you know from from the start
0: yeah I mean I I think and when you win uh, when you see someone like Alistair win the Olympics twice um, I think for youngsters watching it on the TV on the BBC or on whatever um, that's a big motivator I mean you know there's nothing bigger than the stage of the Olympics and so to see them uh, to, to see him win twice is, you know, I think that's, that I means such a huge boost for the sport. I mean, you see it like the Tour de France, Bradley Wiggins, um, you know, cycling exploded. Um, so ultimately, I think they need that role model and, and you know, what a beautiful role model he's. is. You know, he's English and I think that's what has made this sport explode so much in the UK is by watching people in big races, but feel, feeling proud to be British, and um, and and I loved, I loved to see it. You know, it was a beautiful moment. It was uh, fantastic to see.
1: Uh, absolutely, but it's, I mean, it's that that level of competition can't go on forever. It has to come to an end. I mean, triathlons is one of the sports that that people do mature into and do very well mm. you know, at a, at an older age than some some sports. What what was the moment? What was the line in the sand for you when you decided? You know what this real strong competition yeah. is going to come, and that must have been such a hard decision to make to stop competing professionally.
0: Sure, you know what it was, um, and I was again. I was thinking about this earlier, it, and this is it wasn't a hard decision in the sense that um, it was a hard decision in the sense that uh, my lifestyle was going to change. What I was going, to, you know, I wasn't going to be training and racing. But when I was young. I only worried about who was in front. If anybody was in front of me, I was hungry. And if I was in front, I wanted to win by a lot. It didn't matter if I didn't want to win by one second. I wanted to win by a lot. I was very, very motivated. I just wanted to go as hard and fast as I could. And as I got older, um, I think I just started to hurt mentally and I think I started to look who was behind me rather than who was in front of me and I kind of lost that kind of hunger. I think I, I got so tired of hurting uh, physically in races and I just was, I was looking for a way that I didn't have to hurt as much and still try to win a race and then I started looking who was behind me instead of who was in front of me and that's not how I started. I started off with, a, with an absolute crazy appetite for victory. And as I got older, I think that appetite kind of diminished a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. You see it all the time, you know, when you you to to get to the level you got to and to win at that level. Mm. I, I can't mm. imagine any other attitude would have worked.
0: Yeah, and, and I think I, I I was lucky in the sense and I was unlucky. I think I won a lot young. I won a lot young and I think it came to me quite quickly. Mm. And I don't know if that was a blessing or what, because after that, you know, I was still very, very motivated. That's why I wanted to go on to to do Hawaii, uh, the Ironman. And 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 I don't think, and, and I'm mad at myself now because I don't, re- I didn't really give. My first time I did Hawaii, I came fifth, so I had a very, very good race. You know, it was probably one of the best races uh, I could have hoped for in terms of doing my first Ironman. I think it was too much too soon again, and then and then and then the following year it wasn't as good, and then you know I think I I was spoiled. I don't think I I'm angry at myself for not digging in and saying you know what this isn't just going to happen. This isn't you're not just going to win like you did the the, you know the 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 world championships, and you're going to do your first year as a junior, then you're going to suddenly win as a senior. That's not going to happen in Hawaii, and, um, and it didn't. But I didn't give it enough of a go, and, and that, that was disappointing. I think looking back now, again, hindsight is a beautiful thing, but you know, when you look at the greats, Mark Allen, uh, he took many, many attempts to win Hawaii. He won six in a row once he got it, but it yeah. didn't just happen. It didn't, it didn't just happen overnight, and I don't think I gave myself enough time to win that big race, and that, that was disappointing. That was, that was poor on my behalf, very, very poor. Some some people
1: at that level will split have like a, a split first personality I suppose boxing is a good analogy here where you're a mm. completely different person when you're competing to in life what mm. are you like as a as a as a person outside of competition or what were you like?
0: Well, outside, I mean, I think I was pretty. You know, I was a nice guy. I was. I think I'm still a nice guy. I mean, but uh, uh, when I was racing, I was arrogant. I was very, very arrogant, and, and you know, somebody would ask me, well, how are you going to race today? I would say, well, I wouldn't want to race me. You know what I'm saying? That was yeah. the kind of attitude I had that I felt that, I feel, you know, and sometimes it was correct, and sometimes I was kind of bluffing a little bit, but uh, I felt that when I stood on that line, I'm, I, I'm, I want to smash everyone, I want to win this race, and that's all that mattered to me. Um, and like I said, uh, once the race was over, um, although I did find it difficult to be 100% friends with some of my competitors, I, I didn't feel that, I don't know, you know, when you're like, yeah. it's, it's, a diff, it's a different, you can't, I, I, I don't get this buddy-buddy, um, I'm top friends with my top competitor. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could do that. Maybe, uh, but that wasn't how I was. I really liked to keep, a li- you know, I was friendly, but I wanted to be, when I woke up in the morning, I thought, well, if they're not doing it, if, if I'm not doing it, they're going to be doing it. So it gave me some hunger, it gave me some, some drive, and I, and I needed that. I think I was friendly with them, and was all, it, it would have made me a little softer, and I didn't want that. I wanted that hunger. I needed that hunger. Well, it, it,
1: was, it was an amazing career, and I know those that follow you, <laughs> and people hopefully when they've listened to this, if they don't know as much about you, um, Sure. before certainly they, 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 they should go online and, and, and do some sure. research and I think they'll be hugely impressed but I'd like to move on to to what you're doing sure. now because I think it's fantastic that you've had all this experience and I love hearing you talking about looking back and reflecting on things you did right and did wrong Sure. and you now work in in the coaching world in the coaching industry so you're sure. taking all those lessons and the life that you've had and trying to instill skills into into educating other people um, how are you finding that? How did you find the transition into coaching? Was it easy? Is it something you've had to work hard at? Um, you know, talk, talk to us how that how that happened.
0: First off, I I I don't look at what I do as a job. I've never, I, I, I always look, when I wake up in the morning and people send me texts and I write schedules and I'm communication or well communication is, to write a schedule, to write a session is is, is such a small part of being a, a coach. You know, it's the communication that is the key. And I was very, very lucky that when I was a youngster, my first coach, my first big coach was a, a chap called Bill Black. And I, and I had, you know, I, I saw him, you know, I'm still very friendly with him. Um, and, and he taught me so much. He was so professional. He would, you know, he was so structured. So he left no stone unturned. So I was had a fantastic example of what a coach should be. And that's all I knew. Yeah. I knew that. So I coach now as if that's what I would expect, as if I was an athlete. So yeah. I try to, to, you know, obviously I don't coach, you know, world champions some I have coached age group world champions but most of the the guys I coach girls they just want to improve they want to see themselves go from A to B and they want to go on this journey of, of improvement but for me it's you know Obviously, I have to look at it as that's this. There has to be the balance there. You know, I don't think there was a whole lot of balance as a professional because it's yeah. all or nothing. You know, you wake up in the morning. It's you know, I was very very structured, and but but when you have children, when you have family, when you have a job, I think you have to have that balance there. And as a coach. That uh, is something that has to come. It has to come into the equation now. And if you don't have that into the equation, then then there's going to. I can't say. Well, this is what I did as a, as an athlete. You've got to do it. It doesn't work like that. It's like saying everyone wears a size five shoe or everyone wears a ten shoe. It doesn't work like that at all. Everyone is slightly different. Everyone, yeah. you know, some people you can push a little bit. Some people you have to use kid gloves a little bit. But I love the challenge. I love the challenge. And, and I get very, very excited on race day to see what, to see the journey we've made and, and, and make it come to this point of let's make it happen on today. And, you know, let's put it all on the table, all this hard work. And, I, and I, I, you know, I get a big buzz from that. Obviously, I don't race anymore, but I do get a big buzz from watching other people improve. It's fantastic to see.
1: Yeah, so give us an example of the sort of cross-section of your clients. You do kids, elderly
0: people, you know, what's what are your favorite people to coach? I don't do kids, to be honest with you. I think, you know, what I do is a little bit much for kids. I I like kids to do everything. I would like them to go and play football, go and do swimming, go and do rugby. Try everything. Don't don't be like triathlon. Let's just do triathlon and that's it. I'm not massively into that, to be honest. I want them to... I want them to, to try to try everything, but most of the people that I coach are professionals. Uh, Work wise, they're very very busy lives, um, yeah. and they they come to me and they say, "Listen, maybe some have done triathlon in the past and have coming back to the uh, to the sport. Maybe some haven't done it at all, and they want to do Iron Man or half Iron Man, or they want to do their first uh, Olympic distance race." Um, but it's all over the place. It's but but for me. It always comes down to they want us obviously improvement that 's what they 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 want to have that kind of structure and they don 't want to be wasting time doing stuff that they haven 't got time to do they want to do be very specific they want yep. to have that structured lifestyle that they can have the balance of Fitting everything around what they're doing professionally, with families, and try to get in the training as well. It's a very, very fine balancing act. Yeah. Um, so they come to me because they I kind of I'm kind of like a shoulder to, to lean on. I can be objective. When people only when people try to coach themselves, it becomes very, very difficult to to to, to be truthful with yourself, to say, I've got to do this today. And then someone's saying, well, actually, no, you haven't got to do this today. We can push it back or we can change it, we can adapt, we can be flexible. Yeah. But I think when you're an athlete, I think it's very, very difficult. It almost feels like you failed if you don't do it on that day at that specific moment. It's like no, that's not how it works. And you haven't got to play catch up if you've missed a session. You know, you've got to look at it in the big picture. And I think that's the biggest thing as a coach. You look at the big picture rather than just looking at that specific session at that time
1: yeah I think that I think that's great advice, Spencer. I mean a lot of the listeners here at the outdoor athlete are are going to mm. be and, and are those guys that have got kids they're concentrating yeah. like your father with you on getting yep. their kids to 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 the pool, to the football match, to the rugby match. and yep. um, they want to get out and do something, but then they're busy all week at work, and yep. you know, at what point do they squeeze, do, do they squeeze it in? So I suppose understanding, like you just said, that flexibility that you're allowed. And I think, yes. I mean, I've come across a lot of people that have given up because they're on a program, and then they've just not been able to fit the program in. So they think, "Oh, what's the point?" You know, I can't. I just don't. I don't have time. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, talking to someone like yourself will allow them, from from what I'm hearing, to to work out different ways and understanding different attitudes to still be able to work around that 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 busy right. life.
0: You know, and um, yeah, exactly that, that, that's right. I mean, it is key, and you know, as as a, as a coach, you've got to be, you've got to have some empathy, of course. Uh, but sometimes, you know, there's a fine line between not wanting to do it and 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 they can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, I'm tired today, but how tired are you? And I can't always answer those questions. I'm always saying, "Well, you're the only one who can really truthfully answer that." And and it, you know, there is a fine line between you know not wanting to do it and and having just not feeling like they want to do it. You know, like there's a fine line. I mean, I've, um,
1: I've been in there and a good coach, if, if you've been coaching someone for a while, will see straight through you when you're not really playing course. the game in the gym. Of
0: course. And of they, course. Will, they will of just course. smash you for it, which is, you know, and I do that. I promise you I <laughs> do that. I promise you I do that. And you always know as an individual I, I, when you're doing that as well, don't you? Yeah, you do. They do. They do. And, and, and I try to keep that, um, like I said, I really don't look at one individual. Um, I don't really look at everyone. as you, You've got to look at everyone their own situation. You've got to adapt. Yeah. Like I said to you earlier, write a session doesn't take that long, but then – all the other stuff the communication communication is the thing that takes a long time and and to get to know an athlete doesn't just happen between me sending them a session me getting some data back and me going oh okay that's great no it doesn't really look like that as a coach yeah. you have to yeah there's going to be days where you're going to interpret the data blah 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 but then you have to know you have to feel how they are and and that's not going to happen from just look at data all the time you have to have that instinct and i think that obviously comes with experience and i suppose um, that very first uh, from, initial
1: conversation that you have with them has got to be very very clear from the start isn't it what does yes. that person actually want to achieve out absolutely of, out cool. of using me absolutely as a coach? Where, where do you want to be in a year in two years and three years how busy hey, are exactly. you tell me about yourself and i need to understand you hey, and your hey, life
0: you spot on then, spot we, can, on. Spot then on. we can
1: work a program around around your career but you know not enough people do that, I don't think.
0: And and here's the thing: is I've told people before, they've said, "I want to do X, X, and X. I'm like, okay, well, let's. Before we say, I understand where you want to be, but let's mm. let's try to let's see let's see if this is possible first. You know, let we you know we're not saying it's not possible, and you may be better than that. We may be underestimating, but I think we do. You know, especially with, with 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 the people that I deal with, they are quite very competitive, and they 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 expect the most out of themselves. You know, in business, but it doesn't always go quite come across because you know the body dictates a lot of if you're very very tired there's no point saying well we've got to go and do a six hour ride today or a four hour you know whatever it is it's it's got to be some kind of a a little bit of a flexibility in there and it doesn't mean that you're, you're defeating the, the that that not being That just being smart and there's yeah. a fine line there it's important to, to, to have that and i think coaches. I've, many times I get in the morning. I'm so tired this morning, and, and they re- really are tired. No, it's no problem. We'll do an active recovery tomorrow. And can you do this tomorrow? I can do it tomorrow. We'll switch today tomorrow. And 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 I think that, that's why I don't give <clears throat> my athletes weeks in advance because the ultimate problem is they feel that when they're not doing a session or missed a session, they feel they've they failed. They feel I've, I haven't I haven't I haven't finished. I haven't. But it's okay it's okay and and i think with social media i think that just that just snowballs the situation because i see all these people riding six hours doing this doing that all this craziness going on and it's not always it's only a snapshot it's such a small snapshot yeah. of their of their training yeah. But the next day they're completely wasted and they haven't got any energy and they're not going to hear from yeah. them all week. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot of pressure there as well. I think you do have to spending time look and focusing, yourself. I suppose, on other
1: people's goals instead of your own. You know, remember yeah, what your own. Work.
0: and that that is the biggest problem with social media. You know, everyone's yeah. looking at other what other people are doing and their other goals, but hasn't yeah. really mean. You've got to worry what you could do and what is your what what is what is possible for as a, as an outcome for you and, and and it's tough sometimes to swallow but and i've had to say yeah that's not going to be possible today yeah that's not going to be possible i think that we're going to do this and some and i always love to say prove prove me wrong please prove me wrong go faster please prove me wrong i love that uh but let's not start up here let's start you know let's let's keep it steady and you know you need that patience in that instant gratification world that we live in that's not the way this training works it's yeah. a very very consistency consistency and patience uh, most days are going to be average but the average days then build up to a great day
1: so for the busy business guy watching or listening listening yeah. to us chat chatting away yeah. now is thinking do you know what i, mm. I i've got to do something i've got to make the effort i've got i've got to get a just sort of remind us from your point of view what what being active can do for you for your life? You know, how does it, Gosh. how does it improve you uh, as, you know, as a person, not just physically, but in, in, Mentally. In, in, in life in in general?
0: Well, I, I've never stopped. You know, I, I mean, I, I, feel that when I don't train and I, I don't, I don't, I don't train every single day. I probably have, you know, I train probably 90 minutes to two hours on average a day. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't look at it as a chore. I don't look at it as a job. I do it because I love to do it. I, I I love to train. I feel strong from it. I finish my training. There's been times where I've started the day. i in a bad mood, grumpy mood. And then, you know, after the session, I've been a completely different person. Uh, I'm not saying it happens all the time. But I just feel that it just... It's just a it's the release. It's just in your when you're training, you can actually think things through. Um, and it just be outside and you haven't got to always be outside, but you know, the exercise, the feeling of that you feel that your body is getting stronger. I I, I just love that sensation. Um, yeah. and and like I said, it's something that is has been a part of my life since since I was, you know, so young. But I don't know I, I've tried not. Having been, you know, once I gave up, I kind of had a few months of not really training, not really running, swimming or biking, but I just didn't like the way I felt physically and mentally. I felt less motivated. I felt, I just didn't didn't recognize myself uh, and I became lazy. Um, and I I just didn't like that feeling. I love the feeling of feeling strong and physically yeah. feeling like capable uh, and that that's what that that's what it brings to me everyone is different but that's what it brings to me as an individual um, yeah I it's think most beautiful... people would
1: agree with you and we, we've we've got a lot of listeners that have been there so they will understand that they mm. they just need that little boost, I suppose, to, to get back into it and to remind themselves that actually And I
0: don't I, I'm working I, hard I to Right. But I don't want them to think, oh, I've got to go and ride or run or do all this craziness. Just start small. Even if if you've done nothing, start a 20-minute jog. Start a 10-minute walk. start Do something. Just get out and build slowly. Don't worry about – just worry about what you can do at that moment and let's build on that. Let's build and get the consistency in there. And then I think from the building and the foundation – things start to snowball. You start to lose a few pounds or, or whatever it is. It may not be a weight thing. It may just be a mental thing. Um, it's, it's fantastic to see. And then I think people then start to feel better about themselves. I, I, anyway. I think a
1: lot of guys probably are, or quite often stop. One, yes, because of a busy life and family and things like that. Mm. But perhaps they didn't actually get into the sport they really loved and haven't actually found the sport or the activity that, that, that they want Maybe. to do yet. So try, trying maybe. different things as well is, is being active. Get out and play, play squash, have a game of badminton anything. or cricket, rugby, whatever. You know, try something different. Anything.
0: Maybe. Anything. Yeah. Just move. Just move. Yep. That's why I say a lot of the times to people, if you're not in the mood, just get out the door and go, okay, I'm just going to go for 10 minutes. Yep. And then the 10 minutes, oh, I feel okay after 10 minutes. I'll just go another five minutes. And then before you know it, you've got 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So just move.
1: I mean, I I spoke to a guy that I was. Um, is a sort like a, a a new client in the in the sales area that I was, and it's that's that's not my area. But I was I was just talking to this guy because I was connected through one reason or another through through the business, sure. and and I could just tell he was getting a bit down, getting a bit mm. grumpy, and he was just saying s- some of the wrong things, and yeah. I could almost tell he was he you know you could just tell he was one of those guys that's just got something missing and he's just lost a little bit of mojo etc. Yeah. And I said to him right just do me a favor just just do me a very very small favor and just focus on one week for me just one 7 day period start whenever mm-hmm. you like. All I want you to do is get up half an hour before you do normally every day and just go for a walk. Yeah. Nothing else just go for a walk and I'm going to have a chat with you at the end of that seven day period and, and see, you know, and see, see, how you're feeling. And honestly, he, he was a different person. He was using yeah. that time to focus, to think just to, and by the end of the week, he was going 45 minutes, he was going for an hour and already he was starting to see himself having, you know, li- little changes, like you say, great yeah. advice, create big, big changes later on, don't they?
0: Yeah. And, and that's, and that's exactly all it is. It's yeah. just, it's just starting, you know, it's yeah. kicking, it's kicking it off and saying, you know what, maybe you have big goals and goals are great. You know, goals are good. I like goals. I love having, you know, you know I think they're important as well. But I think, like you said, that goal, that first goal was just to do seven days of 10 minutes a day. That was it. That was it. That was. And but then they need to be achieved. Ultimately yeah exactly, of course like and then know, ultimately
1: initially they need to be changed. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: uh, and ultimately he moved on from that he became he He moved on from that and he, he you know most people do move on if you set them you know you set them a small goal but then most people are pushed out of the way and they want to do a little bit more and a little bit yeah, more but yeah. it really is just starting but yeah. don't worry about what everyone else just. just worry about what you can do to start don't worry about what anyone else is doing just worry about yourself yeah
1: and the, 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 the positives and the, um, will, will certainly outweigh the
0: negatives, I think, in, in, in every case. Every, you know. And then there's going to be days where you don't want to do it. And there's going to be yeah. days that you miss, maybe the week that you miss. But the great thing is, is you can don't be hard on yourself in the sense of don't say, oh, that's it. It's all gone to pot. No, it's a new day, fresh start, kick it off again. That yeah, I can start I just, this again. Yeah. I can start this again because it's it's not going to go away. That's the great thing about us. We can all start the next day. We can we can do mm-hmm. we can start again. So it's it's important that you 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 don't be too hard on yourself. Be fair, but don't yeah. don't beat yourself up when you miss a session. Don't do that because um, there's plenty of sessions out there that can be had, and there's plenty of time. Just be consistent and and just just get out there when you can. But it is important.
1: Well, Spence it has been fant- absolutely fantastic listening to you, and I know a lot of people will have curated and gained some great inspiration and, and advice from you. Now, um, it would be it would be fantastic um, for our listeners to, to continue to engage with us, and we are creating absolutely. some we're creating some fantastic forum pages where people could just come on and chat and and, and ask questions. Um, and I know you're you're more than happy to engage with, with, with people. Should they should they have a, have a, a bit of advice? whether it be about triathlon but as as a coach coaching I suppose the the sport is sort of irrelevant you've got so much to offer I think people from um you know from from any walk of life just wanting to get up and get going again yes um and And we really appreciate your time and um you know and um and and offering to do that and getting getting engaged with these forums so um, if I well, can get
0: one good. person, if I can get one person to listen today and go, you know what, I fancy I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to walk or I'm going to run or I'm going to do something, and that kicks them going, I, I, it's, it's complete and utter no, success. Then
1: this chat has been absolutely worth it. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. And, um, and you know, I'll, I'll put a challenge out there. I want to I name within a couple of days of this going out of someone who's doing exactly that, and I bet we get more than exactly. one.
0: I um, hope so. I, yeah. I hope so too. They won't regret it, like you said. They will not regret it. Yeah, I mean, f- f-
1: for me and and you, who who, who do have mm. busy lives, we we fully understand the importance, and we also understand and get the difficulties, and and you know, we we, we get that, and I know, you- and I know you do, but the message has got to be simple, hasn't it? Just do it, I suppose.
0: Just yeah, just move, and you know, consistency, and just move, uh, so and. Let's- uh, yeah. Let's finish this, Ben. It's been fantastic talking to you. All right. Just beautiful.
1: You're one last, very one last for that busy business guy that that, you know, if 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 you were sat looking at him right now and he's just just starting to lose the edge and, and, and needs a little bit of a motivation, you know, just in a couple of sentences, what are you going to say to that guy or or lady?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I I would say look at yourself in the mirror and say, what can I do different? What can I change about what I'm doing right now that can make me a little bit better, a little bit happier? And, I, and they could chat, make a few little, you haven't got to make these huge changes um, within your life, but uh, maybe a, a little bit here and there, they start to add up and then, you know, you move a little bit, you exercise a little bit, and that starts to add on and add on and add on. And before you know it, in a month, six months, you're at a different place. It doesn't happen overnight, so patient, consistent but just get it done uh, and move that's all it, that's that's really what it's about and obviously we didn't really touch on on, on nutrition and stuff but um, that's important as well um, yeah. I don't, don't want to get too crazy about nutrition but it is important as well it is part of the engine you know you've mm-hmm. got to don't beat yourself up if you do have a bad day of nutrition I I, I don't don't worry too much about not eating the right things all the time um but be fair with yourself be flexible but be firm be firm if you know you're kidding yourself you know you're kidding yourself and get out there and get it done
1: yeah absolutely well that's i mean that is that's fantastic advice you've been a great guest we've loved having you Beautiful. on the, the yeah, outdoor blog you. and then we'll, we'll we'll continue to engage through through the forums spencer and that would be, be brilliant to I'm have there, you as one of our like supporters. <clears throat>
0: beautiful i'm here and like i said uh, more than more than happy to to to, to push people along to to, to get, get get them active and get out there and get it done fantastic stuff
1: brilliant thank you spencer cheers